Oh my God. I feel so, uh, so special. You should. <laughs> I feel special. I got you on a podcast. I got to say that I feel like, okay, so I started this podcast probably, I want to say back in 2018 and Scott had asked me, you should get feather bear because that's what he calls you. He doesn't call you Heather. He calls you feather bear. He says, you should get feather bear on a podcast with you. And I said, yeah, right. She would not do a podcast with me. She'd be like, who are you? And I'd be like, I'm Nicole Moret. Can I please, can I please ask you some questions? <laughs> so I mean, just, really, I think it's a good idea to kind of have an idea of who, who it is that you're asking to come do it because a lot of people aren't what you expect them to be. So like, you know, you could have thought in theory, like it would be cool to have me on your podcast and then you do it and you're like, well, that girl is a hot mess. I have to edit it. No, I think so. like the, like the more hot mess you are, the better, <laughs> you know, what to expect from me. Like you, you know, the inner depths of my hot messedness. So <laughs> no, back then, back then you were feather bear bling, man. Yeah. You still yeah. are feather bearing, but now you're a little rough around the edges to me. So it's like, I can punch you here and there. Right. Right. Not be scared. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I think that's the thing is like, there was always kind of this stigma on who, who people thought I was as a person. And I got a lot of judgment from that, which is really runs into collectively what we're going to be talking about today. Cause it's the, the judgment that comes in and how you deal with that kind of stuff, how it affects your everyday ability to even work for people to see you on the screen and they form this opinion about you they know who you are just by the five seconds you've been on alive they've already formulated this opinion of who you are and they've built it up in their head and well that's who you are and that's who you're going to be and it spreads like wildfire sometimes when you get people together and they have already formulated who you are so it's kind of dangerous and what we're going to be talking about is how it really affects us. Mm -hmm. No, it, how it really affects us. Because I think along the way, there's a lot of misconceptions about how those of us that put ourselves out there, how we're really handling everything that comes at us. For the most part, we've all been through these phases of growth where we handled things like a thug to begin with. And then we got so overrun by that feeling of that constant fight that there was the retreat. People don't understand what's on the other side of that, that along with us taking on all of these different things that come our way, we're still wives and mothers, and we still have these lives that we're living outside of this bubble of online activity. Absolutely. And we are a target to whatever anybody wants to say at us. They have the ability to reach us through these social media platforms, through our email addresses, sometimes our home addresses. I've seen people get things sent to their home about how they feel about them, what they, what they think they are, what they should or shouldn't be doing. And it's scary, but it's also the risk that we take that we have to put ourselves out there if like it's the role that we've chosen but at the same time they have to understand that we are human right and in a way that we can be more related to 
and have all of these people that do look to us for guidance to know that that guidance that we're giving is coming from such a genuine place because we're feeling the same things they're feeling. We just have gotten so much better at putting our face on because we've faced these challenges, because we've worked through these issues. I think it's really- And not to did, like say that we didn't fuck up along the way. I mean, we fucked up along the way. But that's how we learned. Let's not- <laughs> Right. That's how it we learned. Yeah, exactly. That God is yeah. because when you go through the chaos and then you retreat from the chaos and then you come back from the retreat and you rebrand yourself in a way because you've learned so many things. It's that evolving lessons that it's so important to share with people so that they don't think that we're on another level or we're any stronger than they are in essence. You know, people need to know that it's a choice. Exactly. And to just show grace sometimes, you know, just show a little bit of, I know that, okay, let me back up. I remember specifically one time I was in Michael's. Okay. And I got a notification that you were going live and I listened in on your live. I pulled you up. I was watching you full blast in Michael's. And somebody had come for you because when your shit has kept selling out and you couldn't restock it enough or you didn't, you didn't buy enough material. Damn it, Heather. Like what's wrong with you? We need it. What's wrong? You're a douchebag. Do you remember that? I remember, (laughs) I remember how mad you got. And I was like, you know, (laughs) you were coming in hot and I was like, you know, if I ever, if, if I ever have to hear somebody call me a douchebag or come at me in some kind of crooked ass way, I'm going to, I'm going to blow them up like on social media, like just like this, don't come for me. Don't say these things to me. And so like when you say we have this gangster thuggish, like you want to mess with me, I'm going to mess back with you. At first, it was like, okay, I won this one. But then after that first first battle, there's the second one. Right. And then the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one. And then they get bigger and more consuming. And you can't even take a breath because literally it is you against the internet. And you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So if you don't address it, then it's people think that, oh, okay, yeah, you know, you just don't care or you don't, you don't care enough about your business or you don't care enough about what your customers to even address the fact that this is an issue. And when you do address it, then you're, a it's, it's the B word that I'm not a fan of because I've been called a bully so many times in my life. And I am the farthest thing from a bully. I have never come at somebody who didn't come for me first. Mm-hmm. I've never, you don't never start the mess. said hurtful things to people, no low blows, no backsidedness. Like I will address facts and facts only. And if addressing facts and telling people what I will and will not tolerate and allow into my space makes me a bully, then we definitely need to re-educate a lot of different people on what a bully actually is. <laughs> right. But there is also a fine line between gathering up your posse and going after people just because you don't agree with something that they're doing versus someone defending themselves. Right. And I'm 100% for the, let me speak for myself. Let me protect myself. 
if you love me, the best thing you can do is remain quiet and calm and just stand in my corner when I need you. I do not want someone to try to speak for me. Or fight your battles or hold no, your bags no, or anything no, like that. No. Don't go starting fires. 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 It, like, <laughs> let me. Don't be Captain Save a Ho, okay? Right, right. Let me handle I it. I got have it. So many hoses and they are already putting out fires. So the ones I started. So let me, let me focus on that. Right. And I remember when that happened, I was like, wow. I was like, she's she's a bad bitch you know she can handle her shit and then when I was actually put in those shoes myself years later I thought oh my god this is awful this is probably one of the sickest feelings that you feel attacked yet there's no one around you Mm -hmm. you feel Mm -hmm. you feel so defeated and upset and you want to shout it and you want to set the truth straight but then you also have to realize it's not my job to make somebody else believe my story nope nope but and I remember talking with you about that because I I think I sent you a message and I was probably in the middle of some some bullshit there was a lot of bullshit circling me back then not so much anymore because I think I listened to you and you were like girl advice. I'm tired I'm tired soon you're gonna get tired I said girl I'm already tired I'm tired you're like well just stop okay so I stop and it just it stops but I think once you feed that fire or you you roll in the mud it just doesn't go away it doesn't it doesn't and it's you never come away from situations like that feeling proud of yourself you come away from situations like that feeling sick and ashamed and waiting for the next shoe to drop. Right. Yeah. And then in fear of when is this going to happen again? Because those feelings are so heavy. All of this coming from people that hold absolutely no weight in our lives on a regular basis. Right. People that it would be so easy to just not even give them the platform to express those points that they're trying to make. But I mean, I'm, I'm going to speak for both of us a little bit because we've both done it. We built the platform for them to stand on, to try and tear us down. And, and I say us, like me and you, but us is anybody who is going through anything similar to this. Like there's hundreds of people out there right now that are going through the same thing. It just, the focus has been been redirected to somebody who will sit still long enough to listen. Mm -hmm. What happens when you sit still long enough to listen is you absorb all of that negativity coming from a place that was never meant for you. It was never meant for you to see. It was never meant for you to hear, but still you're absorbing it. And it is so emotionally, mentally taxing on you. And then you carry it over into your personal life and you take it home to your family. And it is literally something that it is, it, it will manifest and turn into a physical feeling of anxiety. And you are, your form of being is now altered into this person who is 
panicked and and stressed and where where is my out? Where do I get to take a breath? Those people who don't put their face online, the people who get to be keyboard warriors and who get to just throw little jabs at you, that's one person. Picture that being thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How that would make a person feel. Put yourselves in those shoes. Sooner or later, you feel haunted Mm -hmm. by the decisions that you've made and the, the choices that you've made, the relationships you've made. You start guessing, second guessing yourself. What did I say? What did I do? How did I get here? How do I get back to that place of peace? Right, right. How do I get back there? I want to get back there. And the choice of doing nothing doesn't seem like a choice at the time because it just keeps coming. And it just, you have to let the floodgates just flow. Like they, it just has to come out and you have to sit there and you have to deal with it until they're done, until they're tired, until they've moved on to something else. And then you learn from that situation. Right. What could I have done differently? What could I have done better? It is was never the them, them, them. It was the, what did I do to allow this to happen to me? Or what can I do different to prevent it from happening? Which starts a whole nother set of issues. Because Correct. now you're being manipulated by the opinions of somebody who wanted to be hurtful to you to begin with. That was, their, their main goal was to hurt you in some way or another hurt your business, hurt your feelings, whatever it may be. Now you are in essence changing your entire way of life. What you do from the time you get up in the morning to you go to bed at night, revolving around how to make that one person change their mind. You're never going to, you're never going to change their mind. It's taken, I mean, we've been doing this for a hot minute. I've been doing this for a hot minute. It's taken me up until this point, I would say within the last seven months even, to get to a place to where I am comfortable within my own skin, where I'm confident and I'm getting back to that place I was before the damage has been done. The struggle personally that I've went through to get here is everything, but it isn't necessary. It isn't necessary. And bringing things like this to light to let people know that it's it's not okay, first of all, for you to just come for somebody and say hurtful things to them or try to ruin their business because of something you heard somebody else say or something you think is a thing. Or because you just don't agree with the choices they've made to better their life. I mean- Any of it, any of it. If it's yeah. not paying your bills, it's- you, you really shouldn't be focusing on that and working so hard to hurt that individual to begin with. That is so beyond me. I've never understood it, but some people, that's how they operate. Going through all of these motions and getting to this point, like, it's really sad for me to say that I, I lost a couple years of my life. I went into hiding. I mean, I was doing YouTube and I was doing these Facebook lives and I was interacting with people. And it was just a just constant 
hurt coming in, constant hurt coming in to the point to where the only way I can get away from that is for me to just back completely off of something that brings me joy, duck my head and focus right here in front of me with my blinders on, tune everything else out, including my family, because I mean, how am I going to open up to them if I'm trying so hard to protect right now from all of this hurt coming in? It's, you can't live like that. You just can't live like that. And then to come out of it and be like, why did I waste so much of my time so consumed with what? Why did I steal the time away from my family? Why did I steal the time away from the people who were there for me, who, who, who were my supporters, who were my cheerleaders, who were my friends, love our friends, our tribe, like all of, and there's, there's all of these people that are in our communities that are genuinely, I genuinely love them. Like some people I may never meet in, in my lifetime but I have so much love for them. And it's people that have grown with us and seen what we've gone through. I let them down in the process because I just completely disappeared for my own sanity. But you couldn't control that because the brain, like this is my science, okay? I'm, I'm not a scientist, I don't know this, but this is what I put together. Um, <laughs> I, this is, I feel like our psyche and our brain and everything is protecting us so it goes into this fight or flight this flee the situation protect put a cover over you put your head into the hole in the ground you know like just don't be seen don't move don't do anything and maybe they'll just go away right no sudden movements movements. yes and everything will just go back to normal and you rely thank god we have the support and the tribe and the family and the husbands that we do because there were times where I would look at Scott and say I don't know who I am anymore what did I do how did this happen and they would look at or he would look at me when I said because we have we've had our own conversations so when I say they would look at us and tell us they would just smile and say you got this yeah you got this you're going to be okay. Know, you got this. You're strong. My favorite is, do you even know what you're, what you're capable of doing? And my response is always apparently fucking not right now because I'm spiraling and I feel like I'm letting everybody down. And then you get this you know, solid support and they come and they're like, no, you have no idea. You could take 10 minutes right now and turn this around, but that's right. not easy. That is not easy to do when you're in it. When you are a deer in headlights and you are questioning every single thing that you've done, decision you've made, and anything that you plan on doing just doesn't seem like it's going to work or be enough. Like right. you cannot right. see it. You can't, you just can't see it. You can't buy it. We're prejudging it. We're prejudging it based on what we've been taught that if it's not perfect. Someone's going to find the imperfection and they're going to let us know. And we're already, before it even sees the light of day, we're already so hyper-focused on all of the imperfections as it is that we can't even see the beauty in it. So all we need is for one person to say, but it's not. And there it is. Everything comes crashing down because we already felt that way over something that is perfect and beautiful and whole. 
but we aren't able to see that because of all of the damage that's been done over all of this time of trying to be that person for everybody, trying to be that person that makes things perfect so they don't have to. And did you ever feel, because this is how I felt, and it was a very scary, crippling feeling that what if it all just went away? What I was if it all just that stopped? Last week. What if yes. it all just stopped? Yes. Yeah. And it's fucking yeah. scary. It Fair is so scary. But then you have to like put the facts in front of you. You have to put the facts in front of you. What brought you here in the first place? Yes. What? Yes. It wasn't luck. It wasn't it the algorithm. It no. wasn't it no. wasn't no. any of those coincidental things. It was the fact that you had a passion for what you did right. and right. you reached people, you inspired people, and these people wanted to learn from you. They wanted to share that passion and that joy and that spark that you just, it, it came out of you, right. it came out of you right. and they felt it. And as soon as that light faded and it wasn't fun anymore, it's almost like they knew. Right. Right. They knew and they felt it and they, they waited. They just waited. They didn't do anything either, but they waited for you to come back and be happy again. And guess what? They were there when you came back. They were there. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They were there. And once those facts lined up, when I could have that conversation with myself of, and if it does all go away, do it again. We're exactly. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what I just said is like, if this, if this were to end tomorrow, then the next day we pick up and we start something new because that's how and why we started this to begin with. That is exactly correct. I remember having many conversations with you because I felt like I was like your business blew up and you were adored and I speak in past tense. So no, that's Uh, exactly (laughs) because it's so different now. And you were this bright, just bubbly light and everybody wanted to, you know, be down with the FBB. And it was, like you said, you had an eye. We cannot shit on people who come into the industry who have an eye for the things that people want, that have an eye or contribute to this whole industry. Right. If you're going to contribute to this industry, you are going to sustain this industry. Right. And we need people to be interested in sustaining this industry. So of course, anybody who is good at what they do, they're going to just naturally be great at it. And so I felt like you and I had a very parallel kind of boom when it happened to us. It was like a light bulb went off and it just, People could see our vision because we, we believed in it so much. Right. And we were fueled by what people were asking of us in that time. It was cool. And it it helped to maintain like, okay, I can continue doing these really cool things that I'm so passionate about because it's being received. Yes. And your energy can fuel me to keep doing what I'm doing. And the fact that it is just coming right from me and I'm not copying anybody, I'm not following anybody. This is just naturally what I want to do. But then 
here comes the doubt. Here right. comes right. the hashtag haters. And I feel so cheesy when I say that because I don't want to say in general, like, no, no or specific or say specific. somebody specifically. I just want to say in general, here come the haters, you know, work. You don't have to be for everybody. That's fine. You, you don't have to be for everybody. But eventually when you hear so, because you're going to pay attention to that one negative thing out of the 50 things that somebody says good about you, you're going to pay attention to that one thing. That's the thing we want to fix. We want to fix the one negative thing. We want to fix it. We want to cater to that person. Why don't you like this? Let me change that. Let me do. Next, you're falling into this pattern of, I'm going to change so that way I can suit you better. Right. And then you start to lose that fire that brought you to that place in the first place. Right. And then next thing you know, you have wandered so far away from your home base that you cannot even find where you came from, where, where you started, who was around you. There were no breadcrumbs. You just walked off into the distance with these people who never had your best interest in mind from the get-go. No, 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 they didn't. And you should have been with the people who were there and who believed and who were there for a good reason. And that's what pisses me off is because I wasted so, so much time chasing unicorns, following, chasing these people and trying to get them to change their minds when I should have been strong enough. Now I know better. And I feel 10 times, hundred times better. Now I know better to say, eat a bag of dicks, you know, (laughs) like, I don't really care if you don't like, not everybody has great taste, you know, whatever. So I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. However, at that moment, I was so young. And so just, I wanted everybody to feel happy, be straight, get the story straight, get the narrative straight. And I talked to you and you told me when I was in my darkest, you said, remember, who you are. So I remember sitting in my car and we had talked briefly here and there because I, one thing about me, I'm not scared to reach out. If you don't like me, you got some problem with me, but we don't have any actual, like I can feel when someone doesn't like me and that's fine. Or if they just don't want to talk to me or they're just ignoring me, I can feel it sometimes. But at the same time, with that, 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 that trait that I have of you're going to fucking like me, like you're going, <laughs> you're going to be my friend because Explain yourself. yes, I am a very cool person and we're going to be friends. I feel cause you didn't like me at first, right? You probably thought I was fucking annoying as shit. I didn't think you were annoying. I didn't like you based on things I had heard. Ah, okay. 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 But that wasn't me not liking you. That was me not liking who I thought you were. Okay. Got it. Got it. So that's so, so, so my feeling was very much, I felt it. And I tell people, I have a sixth sense when people don't like me, but that's okay because I have like this, I have this, 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 this thing about me that people just don't like me off the bat, but then they get to know me and then they, they think I'm pretty fucking cool. Right, Scott? It's because you're loud. It's because I'm loud? Yeah. Loud people are, you know, hard to like. Mm. Well, we had been talking a little bit here and there, and you were always so polite and so encouraging. And I remember I came to you and said, I don't know if I'm making the right move with my business. I don't know. I, 
I really love what I'm doing, but I don't think it's going to work because people keep talking shit about me and I really don't like it and it's really hurting my feelings. And you said, look, do what you love to do. And people need to stop shitting on people that are really good and contributing to this industry. Bam. I was like, whoa. Those are some powerful words. Those are some words to chew on. And I got this, this, this new breath of air. This like, yeah, yeah, that's some, that's some, 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 some serious, hard, meaningful words to say to somebody who is practically competition to you because we were in the same same business. But you had love for the industry. You had love for the industry and you had seen, you'd already lived it. You've already gone through it. So you knew that if I wasn't going to have what it took to make it, it, it just wasn't naturally going to happen. Nothing right, you right. said and nothing you did and nothing you, if you were mean to me or not, was going to keep me from moving forward naturally. Right. So I kind of, those were very powerful words that I learned to live by from the next coming months. And then I would come to you with more, hey, I got a problem. And you were always so nice to me. You were always so <laughs> sweet to me. And you told me exactly what I needed to hear. You didn't sugarcoat it. You gave it to me straight. And I appreciated it. When I came to you, and it was always very professional. But when I came to you and I said, I'm struggling. I am mentally defeated. I am on the verge of, I am depressed. I'm on the verge <laughs> of walking away from everything. I am scared. I have no more joy in me. What I loved to do, I no longer recognize it. When I walk into what I have built, it is not mine anymore. Right. And I want to know if what I'm doing is wrong or right because I feel like I can talk to you about this. When I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody, I felt like I could talk to you about this. And you said a lot of things to me and everything was hitting. But one thing that made me snap the fuck out of it was when you asked me, where is that bad bitch that doesn't make apologies for no for nothing to anybody? <laughs> where is where is she? Because I remember that that chick. She was spunky and she was loud and she did what she wanted to do with no apologies. Where yeah. is she? Who who is this? Right. And I I remember that. <laughs> you're so right. And that was the day that it was baby steps. Mm -hmm. I kept saying that to myself. Where's that bitch? Where is she? I, I, I feel her. Mm -hmm. But it also didn't help that along the way, I took medication mm -hmm. to help, to help with these feelings of just helplessness. And I yeah. thought that I needed help because I couldn't sort my own feelings out. And I was the problem and I needed correcting and I needed to get my emotions in check and everything else would just magically fall in place and everything would go back to normal. But that opened up a whole new can of worms. Right. It does. I told you, I said, I am not me anymore. No, no. I would go on a live and I would be so, I felt like I was a prisoner in my own body. 
Like it was work. Yes. You go, you go live and it's work and everybody can see it on your face that you don't love this anymore. So you stop going live. And it's, it's this cycle, this just bitter cycle of anticipating the worst so that we don't have to experience it, but locking all of the joy out in the meantime, the most hard hitting thing I've ever been asked in my entire life. And literally not literally, but literally dropped me to my knees. Like I felt like my entire body crumpled. I was asked what brings you joy? And I didn't have a fucking answer. So I made it my mission to keep a piece of paper with me at all times. And anytime anything I was doing, even if it was stepping into the grass with no shoes on, if I felt a spark of joy, I wrote that shit down because I had to find what brings me joy because what I was trying to do to maintain a business and a life was no longer bringing me joy. And it was translating in my business. It was being felt by the people who love us. And that's the last thing I wanted to do was to push all of those things that I was feeling onto the people that care the most about us. How many times did you put the mask on? Every time, every time for at least three years, I, it was every single time. And it would take, it would take a couple days worth of like gearing myself up to even do it. And it's so basic. It was like a foreign thing, like suddenly, right? It was right. All of a sudden it was like working in somebody else's skin. Like all of a sudden, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what I represent. I don't know. I'm not feeling creative. I'm not feeling like I'm wanting to get excited about things that should be exciting to me anymore. And that's, you know, what brings you joy? I used to be able to answer that and say, you know, this business and the people who follow us and the people who support us, that brings me so much joy that fuels me. And it got to a point to where I wasn't giving those people the respect that they deserved from me because I was too busy being defeated and traumatized by the ones that I would never be able to please. Right. And it was so disheartening to to go in and say, today is going to be the day. Today is going to be the day that I'm going to, it's all going to come back to me. And it yeah. didn't, and it didn't come back. And you would, suddenly everything was not familiar anymore. Right. There was a huge, like you would be in the same room with your family and you were miles away. <laughs> On a totally different planet, on a totally different planet. Totally different planet. And things like going into the studio and brainstorming, inspiration. Inspiration was my word. What is going to inspire me today? Oh, okay. Um, God, that was such a task. So I would just go and I would veg out in front of my Netflix. And I would not, I would push it off to the next analysis. It's the paralysis of analysis. It's so many things floating through our brain that we're not able to pick out the bits and pieces that we need to complete our story. 
I would hide oh. and cry. I would go hide somewhere and cry because it would just come out of me, the frustration and the anger and all of this being the mental breakdown and the chemical that we rely on to help us fix the mental breakdown when really it's just a state of mind. Yeah. It's a state of mind. Happiness is a state of mind. It is. And you know what? It, to, if you would have said that to me, I don't know, six months ago, I would have told you to eat shit. Because for me, happiness, it wasn't that simple. It wasn't that simple. My happiness revolved around all of these things that I had zero control over. And the fact that I couldn't control them meant that I couldn't be happy until I figured out a way to control them. Until I figured out a way to make myself be organized. I'm never going to be organized. It's, it, I just, planners, forget about it. I, I think I have a 2018 planner on my desk that still doesn't have shit in it. But we buy them because they're fucking pretty. <laughs> we buy them because they're fucking pretty and they match our aesthetic and they go in a drawer and nothing ever comes of it. It's not a thing. I'm a post-it note hoe. Okay. So everything I do is on post-it notes that works for me. So instead of me trying to change things that I'm doing to work for the, what's going on around me, I'm changing those things around me to work for me. So I have a big picture frame on the wall. You can get them at a thrift store, you know, some old crappy picture frame as long as it's got glass and I stick my post-it notes on the son of a bitch. And that's where they stay until I'm done with that task. And then they come off. But you know what? That is a genius thing. And I actually do that with my husband because I tell him, I say, look, because he's very much scatterbrain, you know, like he, God love him, but he is scatterbrain and he is a list maker. And so when he looks at his list on one piece of paper, the list is comprised, 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 compiled, compiled, compiled. It is compiled of things from redo the website to feed the dogs, you know? Yes. And I look at this list and I say, okay, babe, this list can (gasps) be done if we break it all down. And Uh he says, well, we got to delegate. First of all, you got to do the laundry and feed the dogs and take out the trash and do all these things and bam, 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 you can cross them out. Or, or you can give yourself three post-it notes with three major things. Yeah. And you put your post-it note and there's a satisfaction of pulling that post-it note and throwing it away. I feel like the queen of my universe when I pull a post-it note. Okay. I feel like a boss bitch when I pull a post-it note because it makes sense to me. It's physical. It's right there in my face. I don't have to do all of the things because it's not a list that's this long of minor things versus not so minor things, that's overwhelming. I can address each individual thing as I have time to come to it. And I can put, I can even do it by color, which I'm not that cool. Like I said, I'm not organized. <laughs> I know those, those people that have their shit, like all color coordinated and so pretty. And it's like, I see your, I see, I see your work. That, it's and cool your work until list. you use the purple post-it notes and then Friday is fucked. Yeah, you're you're completely <laughs> fucked when you disregard the post-it note system and you just go off on a wild hair and then the next thing you know, you're like fuck. Like yeah, or the worst thing is when you pull going. a post-it note and you gotta put three up. Like that's the worst. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I mean yeah, that's 
you have to, the point is that the only way to find that, that happiness, you know, like that state of mind, that state of well-being is to stop doing things based on what you think someone else expects from you. You're never going to live up to a stranger's expectations because they don't know you well enough to know your capabilities. Absolutely. But you can exceed your own every day. I'm not going to say it's not going to hurt. It's it, of course we're human. It, it it's going to hurt, but we have it to be able hurt. to That's look past it. Yeah. Yes. We have to be able to look past it. I mean, the nastiest thing someone has ever said to me, I I've had a lot of nasty Same. things said to me. Same girl. <laughs> the nastiest thing somebody said to me actually made me kind of like, chuckle a little bit and be like, wow, that's crazy. Uh Uh-huh. You know, but it it was the nastiest thing. She said, I wish your plane crashes. I know. And I said, in my mind, I was like, well, that person is just not well. There's some underlying there. She needs to find her happy. I should have taken that and just had that mentality of, well, that person is just not, for them to have these hard of feelings for me and they don't know me, they've never had a conversation with me. Well, that's just very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, and I just go on about my day and I don't even give it a second thought. Like I just keep on going. Why is it so hard for us to do that with even the smallest of things like, I don't fucking like her. She's a bitch. Because we started doing this out of necessity. There was a necessity. It wasn't a saturated market. There was not a lot to choose from. We had people that trusted us and trusted our our opinion on things and people that were listening. And we were indebted to them in a way that I don't think could ever, you could ever really put the proper words to it. But that was the fuel is being indebted to these people that were supportive of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So you wanted to make them happy. Like, right. like you wanted to, to, to serve them. And that was gave you time. What your entire day was comprised, comprised. I said it too. Comprised. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is what the entire day was made of because that was why you did what you were doing is for these people that fueled you. So when one person comes in and they say, you know, you're too fat to wear that, or- I got in the fat bitch comment before. Oh my God, the body shaming, for real? Why do you care how big my ass is? Like- I'm like, thanks. I know, seriously, if you wanna hear what I have to say, but you don't like the size of my ass, then just put the video off to the side and listen to me because I can tell you things without you having to see my ass. Like it's, it's a thing. Anyways, you know, but that one person saying that one thing to you is devastating in the scale of things because- Because you would never say that to someone and you're like, how the fuck can this person say this to me? I would never, I would never say these types of things or attack somebody on that level. Like even when people have, were coming really, really hard for me and, and it doesn't happen anymore because I just don't entertain it. Like, I'm sure things are being said, but if you, like, if somebody sends me a screenshot of somebody said, I'm like, good for them. Like they said that in the privacy of where they felt safe. My question is why did they feel comfortable saying it to you? And why are you bringing this to my door? 
Why are right. you invading my peace? I don't want it. I don't want it because it was not meant for me. It was never meant for me. I feel like if it was meant for me, it would have been said to me. So things that are not meant for me are no longer my business. And that has been so liberating. So liberating. That's because a great way I, of thinking about it. it. Yeah. Like if they can't say it to you, then fuck it. Who cares? It's not meant for you. It was never meant for you to hear. If they don't say it, if they say it directly to me, then I mean, <laughs> that's a different game. Test out big dog. Come, come on with it because I'm ready. But <laughs> right. I'm, I'm never going to go searching for somebody that said something in a dark corner somewhere that I was never meant to hear. I, I don't have that kind of time. That's a good way of putting it. You're the second person who has told me that, um, that, that it, unless they say it to your face and that's, that's like playground rules, unless they say it to your face, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It wasn't meant for me. And it, I mean, I can see it with my own eyeballs and still be like, yeah, that's cute. That's not mine. I had somebody very, um, she, she she rallied Mm -hmm. and she, she rallied people and she, she, she formed like this, like this he-man woman haters club kind of thing. And it, it was the anti Nicole club. And my Karen, when I say my Karen, my girl Karen, she she screens all my emails and she sees everything before I get it because one, I don't have time to to hear all of the drama. I don't have time to um, to 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 just pay attention to the negativity. So with all the great things, of course, she forwards it on to me. But then there's a lot of negativity that she knows is going to drag me down. So she just doesn't show it to me. And this had been going on for a long time. And then finally one day she says, okay, we have a problem. I said, what? And she says, well, and she had all of these emails of people who were just like so mad and angry at me. And she's like, they formed a group or a chat. Should I say they formed a chat and they're, 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 they're talking about you. I'm worried this is going to affect the business because they are, it's spreading like a disease. Yeah. And it is a disease. That's a different kind. Okay, like you, we can ignore. We can ignore and we can say, okay, well, your opinions about me and your talk about me and whatever it is, your little bitching sideways about me doesn't matter to me. But when it starts to become a problem that affects your business and people start to judge you like a goddamn fucking Amazon yeah. review, that's when we have a problem. Because I have had people tell me, I left magic mailers because I heard this about you. Well, now you're affecting my bottom line. So Heather, where do we go from there? When, when you start fucking with my money, I'm going to come for you. (laughs) You know, that, that kind of thing. But if you're talking out of your ass, like, I don't care. That's fine. Where, where is that definitive line? When do you decide, look, we're going to talk about this. You got a problem with me? Let's do this. Personally, um, I choose not to talk about it because in in the grand scheme of things, the energy that it's going to take to address however many people leave you because of something that they heard and how that affected them, those people were never meant to be your customers in the first place. You've told me that. Yes. And you have to let them leave because you're not going to change their mind because their opinion is formed on something they think they know it's a waste of energy and it's going to take 10 times more energy for you to try to change their mind than it will for you to turn around and gain 10 more in their place by focusing your energy in the right place. 
So if people want to leave your space because they feel like it's not right for them, you just let them. Wow. Okay. You've told me that before. And it's hard because you, when somebody comes with ill intention to take your business down just because they've personally have something against you or because they, they, for whatever reason, they just come for you and they want to cancel you and they put so much effort into tearing you down. You want to face it head on. You want to go and you want to say, what's your problem? Why are you doing this? This is how I pay my bills. This is how I feed my kids. Why are you personally attacking me? This is personal and it shouldn't be because there's nothing personal personal here. It's there's no personal here. Really? It's, I mean, think about it this way. You can go into any genre of these like communities and I mean, it can be woodworking and beating to what we do with the glitter community. Dog shows. Look at, Yes, anything, anything. I mean, I know you're not a big fan of TikTok, but I love my TikTokies. So you can get on there and at any given time, any person of interest has some kind of drama that's going on back and forth between them and someone else. And what you see, what what your feed is consumed with is this side, that side, this side, Mm -hmm. that side. She said this, I said this. She said this, now I said this. All it is, is just negativity and it is heavy. So when somebody over here says this thing that you feel like you need to defend yourself against, the best thing you can do is redirect and look over here and focus your attention on the people that are still clapping for you and talk to them and thank them and let them know how much you appreciate them for being with you and spending time with you for continuing to support your business. Because these people aren't contributing to your bottom line. They aren't helping you support your family. But the ones over here are. And they want your attention and they want your focus and they deserve to have it. So don't address this. Pay no mind. It doesn't matter. And within a couple of days, it's going to be replaced by all of the shimmery, sparkly positivity that you're going to put out there by just being yourself and being true to yourself and not letting them steal your focus. They're going to get bored because that is their full-time job at the moment. They're not doing anything else. That is their full-time job at the moment, but they're not getting paid to do that. So they will move on. That's a good point. That is a very valid and solid point that unless they're just fucking crazy and <laughs> they got nothing else to do with their time there's They'll a whole lot on. of those out there though there's a whole lot of those out there and I'll tell you what they are the people that I make sure I'm not afraid of them anybody who is in our community knows who they are and I'm not saying names you know who they are you know who the crazies are okay yeah I tiptoe and I tiptoe so that I can protect what's important to me Right, Because I will not focus the energy that they want from me 
when they want to come for me and they want to battle, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to give you that much of my energy. You do not get that from me anymore. I don't have it to give. I honestly, it's, yeah, I don't have it to give. So I'm really careful around them. And I'm really careful with the things that I say, because I know that something that I don't even mean as being negative or offensive could potentially be read as negative or offensive. It's always read in the way you do not mean it. Right. And I am so sarcastic and blunt. And I have to, in essence, I have to censor myself in the community for that reason. I have to be so careful about what I say because I'm going to, I'm going to make someone angry. Now, people that want to join my, like my private stuff, you know, they want to be friends with me outside of this community. I'm like, you need to be forewarned that I don't filter. I don't censor. I have, I have a lot of really fun things to say, but I also am not afraid to hurt your feelings. Right. And I love people like that. (laughs) I love you. Like, don't, don't be, don't be fucking fake with me. Like be real with me. Give it to me straight because chances are I'm, I'm not somebody who, I tried. I think I have a filter, but I will respond to you in emojis. Sometimes I will respond to you in, um, in like three to five business days. Yeah. Three to five business days. I will read and leave you on red. And it is not for you to think that I am like a shit person. Like, honestly, I have no ill feelings towards anybody in this industry because I don't want that kind of return. You know what I mean? I don't want that karma. So anybody in this industry is fine with me. I may not fucking kick it with you. I may not be cool. Like, conversation wise yeah, with yeah, you yeah. i might not be but I'm gonna <laughs> yeah but i'm not gonna come for you or bad mouth you no, not God. that i have not bad mouth people in the past but we're like we've learned from it we've learned from it we have grown from it and we're moving on from it so right. it it is what it is we're here now and this this whole entire podcast is just Focusing and bringing attention to the 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 stress of this this business and what it actually does to a person and how it breaks them down and how to get through it and how to get through it exactly. So all of the where we've come now, you know, we're getting close to the end here, but where we've come, we can branch off of this, and it's you know where you started and what to do when you get in that place. Because I think that that information coming from people who have legitimately been there in ways that I don't think anyone understands. I think those things need to be said. They need to be said and they need to be said very loudly for the people in the back that we're here, we're in it, we feel it, we know. And there's only one way to make it stop. Like there's only one way to make it stop. And it's for everybody to just pay attention that the world is spinning with them not around them okay let's wrap it up all right so let's go ahead and let's talk about where we're at now where we're at now so it's the lessons that if they're shared 
the lessons that we learn, if they're shared and talked about and put out there, not everybody has to learn them. And you know that like your parents will tell you something when you're a kid. And like, when I was a kid, I went through this and I don't want you to have to go through that. This is why I don't want you to do this thing. You know, my mom would always say, this happened to me when I was a child and I don't want this to happen to you. So I don't want you to do this thing, whatever this thing is. That never worked for me. I always had the take on it that I have to experience it myself because my lessons from that experience are going to be different than yours. And it's going to help me grow into the person that I need to be. That's true in all aspects of life. However, there are hard lessons that not everyone has to learn because not everybody comes out of that clean. And I feel like at this point, I fortunately have come out of my lessons clean. I'm, I'm able to take a genuine look at things that I've been through and things that I've experienced and apply them in a way that helps me not be reactive in the way that I would have been years prior to this. Being in a place now where I am, I am finding my joy. I'm excited and inspired by things again. That's not a fluke. Like you said in the beginning, it's not luck. It was never luck. It's the blood, sweat, and tears and the sacrifice and the doing without the things that normal people get to do on a daily basis that we give up in order to become these personalities that we think are needed from us. When the best thing we can do for ourselves as a whole is to just be true to ourselves, to show up authentically as you are. And the people who are supposed to be in your circle will stay in your circle. And the people who are not will remove themselves. And you have to let that be. You have to let They were never there for you in the first place. Yeah, they were, yeah, they weren't meant for you. Or they were just meant for you. They were just there for that time. Right. that, That chapter. And it can't be personal. It can't be, I did something wrong and that's why they don't want to be in my space. It has to be, I'm just not meant for them. And that is okay because I removed myself from many circles, many right. circles because the person wasn't for me, but that doesn't mean that they aren't for someone else. That's a whole nother podcast. When you have that choice of, I'm just gonna close that. The, yes. This is a, part this is the part where I leave and I wish you the best and we're done I feel mm-hmm. like that's that could be a whole nother podcast yes um of and just the maturity of being able to say I wish you the best I we can still be cool but I won't be a part of this anymore right right this isn't this circle is not my circle and that is totally okay what who said it was it Kanye? It wasn't Kanye. It I am not a Kanye fan. I bought Kanye. shoes the other day and Scott's like, Did you buy some Yeezus? And I'm oh like, my gosh. No, I, I think the reason I think it's Kanye is because I saw um, a meme, but it's I want everybody to be able to eat, just not at my table. I want to say that was Kanye, yeah. I feel like it was, but it was, it was a while ago when I saw that, like, yeah. like if, if you're not there before, 
not everybody's invited to the table or something like that. Like yeah. I want everybody to something eat, just not at my table. Yeah. Sense because I'm like, that's it right there. Like I want the best for everybody in their journey, but I don't have to make their journey comfortable. Mm-hmm. I have to make my journey comfortable. That, that is very much like, I want everybody. There's enough for everybody. There's enough for everybody. Um, I just don't have to be like, be a part of it. I don't have to entertain it. It as a business owner, as a whole, as a business owner, in any sense of the word, whatever your business may be, it is not your job to make space for anyone else. If you take up the whole room, girl, take up the whole room. If somebody wants to be in that room with you, they will figure it out. It is not for you to make space for them. And I think we've become friends, you know, we get these friends and we talk to people and we communicate with people and we like, we genuinely love other people in this industry, but we still can't sacrifice our own business because of something that they're doing. And I think that's where a lot of like the conflict comes in because they're like, Oh, well, you know, I was doing that and we're friends. So you can't do that. That's that's if you were my friend, you would understand. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I've kind of taken an approach to it to where like, there isn't a single thing that I'm going to do. That's exactly like somebody else is doing it. Excuse me, sir. How about no? (laughs) You fly, fly in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Try to go right in there. Fly track. I want to be able to express myself as I see fit and not be afraid of who I'm going to offend in the meantime, because I mean no offense. I am not trying to take away from what anybody else is doing. I am just trying to take care of my own. Exactly. And I think that somebody who really knows you or someone who really wants to get to know you or somebody who just sees you in general or just sees people in general will understand that fly coming for you. He is coming for me. He's coming. Sa, sa. Ready. <laughs> for me, my enlightenment was, one, you were always there. You were that little Jim- Jiminy Cricket on my shoulder saying, do not lose it. Do not fucking lose it. I will come down to Texas and I will slap the shit out of you. <laughs> and it was just getting off of the medication that altered my state of mind. Yes. Because I think that was a huge part of it where I felt that if I could control this, this, this emotion that I'm feeling and I could just mute it or I could just, just, just dull it a little bit, then I'll be okay. But that's a whole nother box of shit that you have to deal with. And that's a whole nother podcast that we're gonna have to talk about. But that part of my life was so dark and it was so heavy. And if I didn't have those people, you have to have a tribe. You have to have a support system. You have to have people that are there for you generally. Genuinely. You cannot just go out there and just say, hey, I'm going to just cowgirl this all the way no or i'm going to just fix this with medication or i'm just going to cover this up with something else it will come out it will come out and it will come out ugly and you you have to go through it and i think that 
have to go through it. You have to go through it. It it is just a natural growth. It is just a natural phase of growing and understanding in order to survive. Because now I can look back and say, oh, I remember that. Oh, Mm -hmm. that didn't work. Or, oh, I'm not going to fuck with that person because they're crazy. Um, (laughs) Or, or that type of scenario. Like you, I can see things from a mile away. Now I see things going on and like these, these things that people are doing. And it's like, there's a lot of clout to be had and there's a lot of views and there's a lot of hustle and bustle. And I'm like, I don't want no part of that. Let me back way up into my corner over here because I don't want my name stamped anywhere on this shit. And that's not because I'm like afraid to get involved. It's because I know better. I know how this story ends and it is not cute. (laughs) It is not like it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And it's going to, it's going to, it's going to drain you of all of the positive, positive energy and positive vibes that you could be putting out into some, something or somebody or somewhere that could benefit positively from this. It's going to so, steal away all the things that people have grown to love about you and turn absolutely. you into a shell. Absolutely. It, it, just because you have that one, yes, I fucking got my lick in. You don't know who's watching. You don't know who's looking. And you don't know how many other people are standing in line to take your lick at you. So just right, right. keep your nose clean. That, that, like that, that, that's it. And I guess what I'm trying to say is stay true to what brought you here in the first place. What yes. brought you here to, to just radiate and to contribute. Mm-hmm. You, you came to contribute and to give your, your all and your spirit. And, and I feel like I'm like kumbaya but um, um, this is the real that's shit. It, though. Like, Pe- people come here. Because it, it was, that was just it. Like we showed up for this because there was a need for it. And the people who need it still need it. Like they still need it. They don't need go to the dark to side. <laughs> they need for us to not put that cloud over their day. They need for us to not be the ones that are like putting the negativity into their lives. And we have that power. We have the power to make sure that the only thing that the people that we care and love care about and love are subjected to is positive, happy kumbaya vibes. Like we can deserve. That's what they fucking deserve. Yeah. That's what they deserve. They deserve nothing less. And does that mean that if something nasty comes up, we won't be like, yeah, we're not doing that. No, no. It, it means that we will tell you where our boundaries are. We you will, will get you kicked know. out. <laughs> right. We will let you know when you've crossed them because we are protecting that grace. We are protecting that overall group energy that we want to be put onto us. Like we have to redirect to make sure that we're receiving and giving everything that we need, the give and take. Absolutely. The give and the take and just the camaraderie and what brought you there in the first place. Anybody else who, who is not there to contribute or to support or any of that. I mean, we have to, just redirect them into another circle. And that's probably like the, um, okay, well, I'm just going to remove you from our group. Sorry. Um, you 
you you can there's go a do place all for you, of that. There's a place for you. You can go do all that. I'm just not yes. going to be entertained by it. And nobody right. else should have to endure or deal with it either. Right. Everybody can say what they want to say, whatever makes them happy, wherever they find their joy. If it's like coming for other people, that's fine. You can do that. I just am like, it's not, there not are groups for that. I mean, you, you can go do that, but there are I mean, groups for that. Entire <laughs> groups for that. mine's not one of them. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's another podcast, but I know. Did you make notes? Cause I didn't, I <laughs> didn't make any notes. I was so in the moment, man, I was, I was, I, I feel like we can keep talking and talking up and just, 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 just ramble, but you know, people, all we have to do is just have that one starting sentence of what is this? Like, what does this make you feel right now? And then go from there. Yes. Well, you got to go get your dinner with your fam fam. And I got to go into my main house and, um, you know, go out of the NMO world and into the Moret world. So <laughs> I got to change my hat. <laughs> uh, I got to change my hat. All right. Well, I appreciate you, um, being real. Maybe we can like do this like regularly. I really like it. I'm down. Let's do it. Got a lot to talk about. All right, girl. Well, have a great Friday night. Um, and we will let y'all know when the next podcast comes out. Um, maybe we'll start a new podcast. I don't know. Like right now it's modern craft, but we'll, we'll see what comes of this. If y'all enjoy this podcast, please leave us a comment below. Let us know your thoughts. We would love to have a, um, Q and a, uh, and yeah, keep on keeping on. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, this concludes part one of this deep dive into mental health and running a business. Um, Lots of good stuff to come from here on out. Uh, we hope you like this podcast. We hope you'll stick with us to see what else we can come up with or who we're going to have on the show to talk about this crazy world with us. Um, yeah, we'll see what's next in the series of real raw conversations on how to face your darkest moments while keeping the sparkle in this industry. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>